I told them you never know. I told them you never know. Thrusting down on Donna. Here we go. He turned up to 81. She does not like it. A hot, sultry evening. <laughs> All right. Well, the last time we spoke, we were about to set off on this tour. Now here we are, our second to last show at the Truman in Kansas City. We have one more show after this, and then it's over. How the heck has it been for you? It's been great. It's been great. It, uh... That just that intro right there makes me feel like we should do this more often. Just like live podcasts from historic venue type vibes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh we've uh set sail across the across the entire country more or less. I feel like we've been just about everywhere and uh got to see everyone we haven't seen um as far as the fans go and just felt great to reconnect with the fans. And mm-hmm. um in this new headspace and new, um, I don't know, just the whole vibe being kind of elevated. It's been really enjoyable. Um, pretty crazy. I mean, we used to, I remember doing the Mike Stead stuff and yearning for, you know, big shows, every city and going, walking by these venues or playing the small rooms and venues and hoping to be at the big one someday. And now that's just kind of the norm and it's it's dope i try to remind myself of that all the time but it's been it's been really fun yeah no i know specifically when we were in la like i know you wanted to sell a ton of tickets there which we did yeah but like i kept wanting to remind you last time we were there it was what like a thousand person venue 950 or something the el rey it was 800 yeah and like yeah we well over doubled yeah we our, sold over 2000 yeah night. we well over doubled there yeah. you know no, I mean when I got on stage at LA, like that was one of my, that was a that was a moment for me, because it's LA, you know, on a Wednesday and in the city where, you know, I went to kind of make make a name for myself or, you know, or at least yeah, I guess pretty much make my name for myself in that city and yeah, and um, spent so much time in the trenches there, like off boots on ground, meeting people and and working and and took so many took the long road you know the the long road to to that night where yeah it just felt it was crazy to feel that that love and that level of feel like we really leveled up when i got on stage and it was there's few there's certain nights where i get like a little emotional when i go on stage providence was was probably one too right providence Providence was was your hometown crowd yeah the boston nights dallas um, Nashville was a very emotional because it was just like night one, and mm-hmm. um, it's a handful of times where I just I think it's when I'm centered and I really, you know, kind of my goal for this round of shows and doing this was just to be as present as I can, and I feel like I've done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, two shows left. I haven't been to one bar. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to check you on that. I don't think you have. I haven't. <laughs> I know for a fact I haven't. Uh, this leg, yeah, you haven't been on one. This leg, the yeah. first leg, the first night I did in Nashville. Just a couple times in the first And then leg, the yeah. last night in Dallas, I got paid like a crazy amount. I couldn't say no, but yeah. I hated being there. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents uh, loved being there. They did. My dad was like, 
I'm down to stay. <laughs> What's your dad's drink of choice? The vodka waters? Yeah, he's, he doesn't. He's not. So he was a. He could party his ass off when he was like young. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that like. He was a tank. You know. Yep. I heard some stories, but he. They're not. They're not drinkers. You know. So no, like when no. they come see my shows, that's like their time to have a drink. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they really enjoy it. Um, I was just in Vegas with them and. We just had some off, like, I had spent my off days with them. They had never been to a place like the Four Seasons, you know. My mom had never been to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able to treat them. And I think we talked about this one of the last episodes, but just you talk about, you had a great quote about how we appreciate our parents the most at this time. When we need them the least. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know just thinking about like most of the times that I see them, I, it's kind of on my dime on my, wa- not on my dime on my watch. Like, yeah, they're coming in my space. I'm being the artist and mm-hmm. it's not just like, you know, father, son time or mother, son time or mm-hmm. family time. So, um, but yeah, we talked a lot about just how far it's come and, uh, really, really dope. Really what, dope. What's to- it like from their perspective? Cause like it's, for them, they've seen it gradually the same way we've seen it gradually. Yeah, they're just so, like, they're, we're obviously, like, in this every day, in this world. and Right. They're just, they're pretty, that's kind of what I was getting to. Like, we just kind of reflected a lot the last few days and pretty blown away they are. You know, just yep. that it's gotten here. And I think when you, you know, they see, like, it reached a certain level of success. It's just, like, a, a level of... Uh, you know, they're, they've been proud the whole time, but they're just, like, very happy that it's worked out. And now I'm able to take care of them at a, at a, at a way and a capacity that, you know, I never... I, I dreamed of doing it, but as a baseball player, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I was always like, I'm going to fucking be a pro baseball player, and we're going we're gonna to be rich, and everything's going to be all right, you know? Yeah. And um, so now just kind of arriving to this place, like, yes, we've been successful and made money for a long time, but... It's another thing to be liquid enough to be able to fucking retire your parents or be able to show them really nice things and take them around the world and mm-hmm. that type of shit. So getting to that that point is is dope and you know a nice uh, a nice thing to kind of reflect on. Is that still in the cards of having all of you guys kind of live together in the same area? Yeah, that's still in the in the. Yeah, I mean you know me, I'm nothing. Literally nothing's set in stone, <laughs> but yeah, I think I have a, a loose uh, a loose plan and, and yeah. motion. I've but that's been, something they want to do as well. Yeah, really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, that my mom, like, I, I think what's really interesting about this time for me, and I think you know, you kind of we touched on it last episode about like how like the dynamic changes, mm-hmm. the fam- like you kind of become the leader, and like they're kind of the parents kind of step down from that role and you steer the ship and can take their life maybe somewhere else they didn't see yeah you know and they're just their eyes have been officially opened you know where Mm -hmm. they just they fucking hustled like they really hustled their whole life and it was a different era you know they were telling me a story about how they took out a fucking loan for 300 bucks for a refrigerator when when they got their first house wow yeah like and you know, they've went through a lot of shit and uh, it's crazy to think about, but it's also really the rewarding part is seeing them, their eyes wide, you know, 
it's nice to be able to open their eyes up wide and be like, wow, you know, fuck. Yeah. We could go here and do that and just possibilities and stuff. So that that's... Were they both born and raised in Rhode Island? Yeah. Yeah. And they never, like, they never left. Like, they they, they first started leaving the state when when I played baseball mm-hmm. and, and at Duke, they would drive down. I mean, they'd stay in, like, a fucking $50 hotel room. Yeah. Coming down to North Carolina, like, in this shithole. You mm-hmm. know, like, they just, like, haven't been able to and and it's interesting because i came from a my mom and dad i mean both but my mom was always like the free spender my dad would be like trying to you know make sure everything's all right for the future and like Mm -hmm. i come from a come from a mindset of abundance which i told my mom like i had everything i wanted growing up i didn't my perspective was a lot different you know but anything i wanted I, i i had from my parents which is crazy now as an adult looking at the finances and understanding like how much how generous they were to me mm-hmm. um given the ceiling being pretty low on what they could actually spend and shit you know so i think that says a lot about parenting and i don't know i i, I i've always operated from a place of there's plenty for me to go get you know there's there's enough in the world for me to go get and learning about mindsets of abundance and and um feeling like there's there's no limit you know like in some way i was that was instilled in me by them just because you know anything i needed or or wanted or desired they kind of actualized it for me so it's nice to be on the other side of that and maybe actualize some dreams they might have had or put to rest a long time ago and didn't you know didn't didn't need it you know they never but like were like oh i need to do this or that but like to be able to you know kind of supply that for them that's a huge goal so to, getting them out of rhode island is yeah is as gary v would say they got so much fucking time bro you got so much fucking time man <laughs> <laughs> they got so much fucking time and yeah. if anything it it makes the it puts the last our last two years in perspective too yep and really make really makes you appreciate them because like who gets to live in you know eight cities in the span of two years yeah talk about eye-opening i mean that's been an eye-opening time and like you can make the argument like it's you know it's all in america we haven't like gone overseas whatever but even fuck that like there's so much to see in the united states yeah everywhere's so different everywhere really is different and it's really really opened my eyes and like i've only ever really seen boston new york and la like those are those are the places i've lived and like major cities on the coast i didn't really experience the rest other than you know going on tour but you don't really experience it on tour especially in the past we were in such a bubble like we were wasted and we had to leave the next day we, yeah, yeah we weren't drunk hung over <laughs> drunk hung over <laughs> repeat um but yeah we never really got to experience it like living somewhere for like five weeks at a time or two months at a time yeah doing that in you know almost 10 places i would never i would never ever i wouldn't trade the last few years for anything yeah, and I, I got a little emotional kind of watching that when, you know, the, the highs has been a year, which is already crazy on its own. I can't believe it's been yeah. a year. Uh, but watching back like that post of like, you know, from the documentary mm-hmm. and just seeing all the places we've been. And, yeah. you know, it shows all the different landscapes we've been, you know, like the desert, like the woods. Seen everything. Like winter, man. you know, city skylines. Like we, we really saw everything. And... Man, yeah. I I just I look back and I like really appreciate it, and I appreciated it when it was happening too. But yeah. I think to like look back, it's one thing when you're in it, you're just trying to manage it, and it's it's a challenge. It is a challenge. Like it's it's not it's not that easy to get up and move every couple no, months. You know, it's, it's not a lot of logistics, and it's a lot of getting your daily routine back in, in order. But it's it's kind of like I don't know. It's 
it's there's a you 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 get feel displaced and you you talk about like why people get in the cold bath every day or like why you work out really yeah, hard it's good to, to be uncomfortable and be uncomfortable yeah. and like that's where the growth happens yeah like when you really stress your muscles and then when they recover like there's a chance for them to grow at a higher capacity yeah. like same thing with your mind your heart your soul like you know it's pretty like a lot of people have come up to me and been like man you know, I wish uh, I really like I'm inspired by the moves you guys made and like how you guys did it and just jumped. You just jumped into the fucking unknown, you know? Yeah. And that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of about it, because now just knowing how fruitful it's been, like mm -hmm. it's been so fruitful so many ways as a person, as a musician, as a as a creator. Um, yeah. And just as a, as a human being, like. I don't know. I, I will never I will never not be a component of traveling and, and unearthing from your roots and just fucking going and jumping around and testing waters. Everyone know? needs it at some point. It's fucking startling and it's yeah. tough and you might regret it in the beginning, but it's really fucking nice. It's really, really, really hard to put into words. There's no limit to what can happen when you do that. Now, yeah, it's a risk, you know, um, and, you know, you could say, hey, I missed it. I can't leave my job or whatever, you know, and I understand that. Like, I, I get it. Um, and I had those same feelings to, to fight. I didn't, I didn't think I could leave L.A. This is where I was supposed to be, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I actually have it in my most popular song. I can't leave L.A. Like, you know, like. <laughs> but that was when you just moved there. Yeah. And it's you wrote interesting that to, to say. You wrote that it's to interesting you to there. see that I wrote that in 2015. Yeah. Because I already kind of had a feeling like I need to explain why I can't leave. And you might ask, you know, now as I look at it. You know, maybe I already felt like that wasn't the place to be, but I had to be, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, man, it's been fucking, it's been a really rewarding time. And tour, I just, the tour now not being hungover every day. And I feel like it almost, it's the same, it's, just, it's, it's kind of in the same category for me. Like going all these places again, refreshing my perspective on how the rest of the world lives. Mm -hmm. Seeing all these people in, in, in their cities and in their elements, it's just that's nice, man. It's, I said it a long time ago. It's like collecting coins, collecting experience coins. Yep. And just like, oh, I've been there. I've done that. I've seen that. And it makes you who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. You keep yeah. it. I can, I mean, from, from my experience, like I think the moving around and stuff, like I definitely hit a breaking point because it's been a lot of it. But I know that when I get grounded again, which is going to be soon, like I'm going to be unstoppable. Mm. And I yeah. want to have been able to if I got too comfortable right. and stayed in one place for too long. Right. Cause I kind of felt that happening in LA mm -hmm. where I was like, we were grounded in one place for so long. And I was just getting, especially during COVID. I mean, you couldn't leave your fucking house, yeah. you know? So like I, I felt the exact same way, but I just know like when I'm grounded again, it's just going to be, yeah, it's going to be game over. That's a great point. Like I can already feel it happening and it's great like, point. Yeah. Yep. And I, I really, I, you're right. Like I recommend it to anyone. Totally. Mm -hmm. If you got that, if you got that itch, go for it. A million mm -hmm. percent. Yeah. So you recently, we, uh, the other day, you got tattoos on stage. How many? Yeah. How many did you get? Two or three? I had a few. Um, I haven't been treating them great, so who knows? One how thing. They're one up. thing. I, I I'm so annoyed by this, and I get so many messages of like people asking if they have like if we have stencils of your logos and tattoos. We might just have to make them. Just. <laughs> I think we've done them before. <laughs> yeah. But we could do it again. Yeah. Like. Yeah. These, this is kind of my my like. I don't know if I'll get any more. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure, but kind of had this whole thing my whole 
this is like kind of like a diary, you know, like this is my my life story on my skin. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I look at it. Yeah. And, and um, I have this essentially it's like a female, you know, mother nature. It's also like modeled. The picture is modeled after someone really important to me. Yep. But instead of her hair, it's it's plants coming out of her head. And then above that, I use the bottom of the keep going necklace. Mm-hmm. And it's like th- the, th- the bottom of the three circles. And it looks like a cloud. Clouds, yeah. So like one cloud, one cloud's the blue, one cloud's red, one cloud's black. And there's three raindrops coming into the top of the head, which is basically saying like everything, the highs, the lows, in betweens is all happening for you if you open your mind to it. And yeah. You allow it to be material for you to growth, for like growth material, m- material for you no matter what, what category you put it in, whether it's the in-betweens, even like the mundanes, getting up and going to fucking work out when you don't want to. That's an in-between, but there's so much growth there. The really bad times, there's so much growth opportunity there. The really good times, you open your eyes and you be present. There's so much to gain from it, like mm-hmm. we just talked about. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm saying here. Um, and then I have my own, my own version of the yin and yang because I didn't, I love yin and yang. I live by it, but I, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a taboo. Everyone has that tattoo. I know but this is like kind of a yin and yang slash, and we can take pictures and show it so yep. they're listening. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, it's kind of a yin and yang slash like progress tattoo. It's talking about like essentially this whole thing. And then I have imagine up here really faintly written. This is just like how I view life. And like I see also on this arm is the day I had the surgery, which I thought was the worst day of my life. Turned out to be the best day. It's, have, what is it? The date? The date. Yeah. Yeah. I have Wine K, you know, then I have a message Brielle wrote me, but mm-hmm. this is like my my story of how I feel, who I am today, you know, and like mm-hmm. what I'm trying to live by. And I, I need the reminders. These are all kind of reminders to me. Most of my tattoos are face, facing me. Yep. So, you know, I have not one tattoo on the back of my body, really. Uh, maybe a few. I have like a, a few little ones, but mm-hmm. it's all so I could see them and be reminded and yeah. You know, right. and then I got not my first rodeo under my knee. Cause I'm sure this is a tour you'll never forget. Yeah, I'm gonna put. I'll probably put 22, like the year, mm-hmm. not my first rodeo, because this this is just such a transformative year for me and my career, and mm-hmm. feel like I'm really coming into who I want to be. You know, I, I have been for a long time, but the success, the tangible success, is like kind of that final staple. Like I did a lot of the inner work. Now, externally, it's reflecting in, like, in my life, you know? So, Not My First Rodeo kind of stands for that. Like, it's exactly my story, you know? Like, I'm not, I'm not new by any means to this. I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. But we kind of reinvented ourselves here. And I'm going to laugh when you're nominated for Best New Artist. <laughs> I've been doing it for, I'll be like 45. <laughs> Dude, I've been doing this for 25 years. Thank you, Best guys. Best new artist. Best new artist. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. Who knows, man? Well, hey, speaking of the past, uh, we can bleep his name out because I mean we don't have to say it. But guess who followed me on Instagram the other day? Who? Murder Murphy. <laughs> Murder Murphy's like super tapped in with the Nelk Boys and all those. Guys. I know. I like. I poked around. I don't know why he's following me, but he's tapping back in. <laughs> Shout out Murder Murph. Are we gonna are we gonna get him back in the circle or what? <laughs> hey, it'd be nice to go get dinner with him and reflect, cause like, dude, I was like a different human being. I don't even remember how I was then. 
Like he he found he found me and brought me to Austin Rosen, who became my manager, who's like a big dog. Right. So it's all meant to be, obviously. Now I'm like disconnected from all of it, but like that was it was very beneficial at that time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Austin Rosen, Murder Murphy, like every single thing. I'm actually gonna share this because I just told my mom about psychedelics. And they're gonna watch this documentary on it. <laughs> but like, is Mary, do you remember is when Mary we, gonna take the psychedelics? Yeah, probably. <laughs> do you remember when we went to Joshua Tree and obviously you became a jellyfish? Um, I no, was a jellyfish the whole time. Do Mike. you remember? Do you remember when we like? Because there's there's a whole theory about the field of consciousness, and if everyone you're with is on is doing something with the same intention psychedelics meditating yeah going to a higher frequency you can you can like when i went to this meditation retreat in iowa that's like the theory is like there's thousands of people meditating at once like the field of consciousness is high gotcha um what is it like a frequency among everyone yeah yeah like i'm gonna butcher if i try to articulate the whole thing but that's the idea okay but when we went to joshua tree think about it we all went with the same intention we all were in that, our field of consciousness was high. We were in a spiritual place. And oh, yeah. do you remember when we we talked about, we were all looking up at the stars and I was like, do you guys see that grid? I feel like it's like a grid, yeah. And I got it tattooed on my chest. Mm-hmm. Like that's why my, my compass, I have like a grid, energy grid on my compass yeah. of my heart because I literally realized then how like everything is interconnected. Mm-hmm. It looked like we were in a dome and then everyone saw it and no one was bullshitting. I'm like, yo, I see it. Like I see the same thing. You know, you can argue, oh, you guys are just high. I mean, of course we were. Yeah. But exactly, the word is high. Like, we were on a high frequency, and I was I was seeing it. And it it spoke to me on a life scale, like, right in that instant. I didn't even need to articulate it. I didn't know how to articulate it. But it's just mm-hmm. every single thing is so interconnected. Like, every star was connected. Every single, everything was connected as I, as I was laying there. I was... And then, you know, as time's gone on and I reflect on what that taught me, it's just like every single thing that happens is part of like the interweb. Everything's webbed and connected. And it's just about how how you move through those things. Not to say it's all written in the stars. I think things are presented like a simulation. Like you walk through this door, now there's 9,000 different things that could happen now you take a left now there's a whole new set of things that could happen mm-hmm. oh you go backwards now there's a whole new you know what i mean and just thinking about murder murphy and austin <laughs> rosen and who knows bro i was so green i didn't know what the hell was going on like yeah who knows if if i didn't have austin rosen's like guidance in the beginning as much as i we butted heads and parted ways like that was a great you know who's to say it wasn't quintessential like it was essential and yeah and this whole story it definitely opened doors a million percent yeah. at that point or yeah. just even just legitimized it enough or mm-hmm. whatever you know like the whole leor cohen thing like who knows none of that the closer going to radio like necessary probably just little stamps of approval to people as i as our story became you know became bigger and broader it's crazy to think about how so many people come into your life and make impacts whether it's short and brief or long like you you know or yeah it's pretty crazy to think about it's really crazy yeah. uh so would you say this leg leg two and leg one have been pretty consistent for you as far as experience goes yeah yeah as far as like not i've, dr- loved, not I've really loved, drinking a lot. i love them both i actually leg one like i was still kind of getting my feet wet we haven't toured in three years yeah like it was just new music i hadn't been on stage i hadn't sang any of these songs mm-hmm. so there was a and then the crowds were huge you know like so 
getting oriented and like trying to make sure I didn't get sick and like so many people were coming to see me friends and talking to them and my voice hurts I'm like you know like this this leg I'm so comfortable with performing the music and it just it just it's made it like this is kind of the vision I had I just feel very comfortable and I'm enjoying it and I'm not stressing and yeah you know what I mean mm -hmm. but leg one was you know playing selling 5,000 tickets it was hard leg one because you're we're doing our biggest shows right off the bat ever <laughs> ever yeah and like for me anyways but I'm sure definitely for you it's like you can't it's hard to hit a groove yeah I mean that first was just, couple shows so we got like double the amount of employees double the amount of moving parts yeah. double the amount of, amount of production uh production yeah. going into this show and then as you add more moving pieces there's more pieces that can be fucked up you know so right as but, far as going, as far as performance-wise, though, like, do you think that you consistently performed like your vibe on stage has been the same, like one, like two? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say is it's just like vocally, I just feel so comfortable singing these songs. You know what right. I mean? But from repetition, no, nah, I feel like I crushed all the shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I'm never like <laughs> I fucking crushed it. I'm the shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I never get off stage and be like that was lame or like I fucked that up. Like, yeah. we got such great fans. Shit was lit. Like, well, you've done you pref it, regardless of the songs being for the first time. You've done over five hundred shows. Yeah. So like you hit your ten thousand hours a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And like I just remember uh, at the LA show, Phantom came and I went out to the crowd to say what's up to Phantom and like he's about to do a bunch of big shows himself. He's never performed really ever in his entire life, and I was like, look up there tonight and just yeah. see someone who's done it five hundred times yeah. and take some fucking notes mm -hmm. as far as interacting with the crowd, like. The relationship between you and the crowd is like something you've perfected like over a long yeah. period of time and it's hard it's not easy yeah um i can say for whatever i mean i just going back to like if things are written in the stars already and whatever yeah. like i was a lot more nervous before going out and pitching you know like yeah. and i thought i was supposed to be a baseball player my whole life but i would be nervous going out there granted i was going out with like fucking games i was a closer so like that was part of it you go into like high pressure situations yeah i think it's normal to feel nervous but even when i had no songs and really small fan base i never was i never found it hard to get on stage and connect with people yeah let's all right let's let's go back the one of the oldest shows i can remember probably one of the first ones i filmed you're opening for white panda <laughs> 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 you weren't even direct support you're opening for. You had about three I songs. I literally thought I was Michael Jackson. Too. <laughs> you had about three songs out at the time, and uh, Blue was probably your tour manager. <laughs> Marcus was there. I look back at the footage, and Marcus yeah. was there. I think Marcus it was, has been there the whole time. I think man. it was in Jersey or something like that. No, Toad's place. Toad's place. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you, you, they asked you to come out for an encore, and you didn't have anything, so you just played College Humor again. Yep. <laughs> probably shirt off too. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, at, during those times, like, you were on stage, you weren't nervous at all? Never. And, like, you felt good I being never up got there? nervous doing this. I don't know if that means, like, I, I take that as this is just, like, who I'm supposed to be, you know? Yeah. Because I really wasn't. I was never nervous. Never get nervous now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not to say, hey, if you get nervous, you're not meant to do this. Like, yeah. I think it's good. Anything that makes you feel alive, going back to, like, the ice cold plunges and shit like and suffering mm -hmm. like feeling alive is just feeling something yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. it's good to fucking feel something you gotta do something that makes you fucking feel something 
And even if it hurts or it's painful or, you know, don't take that too far. Like jump <laughs> off a bridge because you want to feel something, you know, but like, you know, like the adrenaline and, and shit that makes you fucking nervous. That means you're going after it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. if you went through your whole life and you didn't, you fucking avoided ever feeling nervous or scared, you're, you're going to regret it when you're old. You know? like, you're really going to regret it. Yeah. So, you know, take with that as, you know, take that as you, as you want. But, you know, for whatever reason, for me, it never made me, I feel fucking super alive on stage. I just never was like, oh, fuck, can I do this? Like. <laughs> I'm gonna be nervous. What if they boo? Like, yeah, or yeah. whatever. I just didn't have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Now I, I definitely don't. I mean, I just feel. Talk about like fighters and flow state and stuff like that. Like, I don't ever know what the hell I'm gonna do or say on stage, but it always. Yeah, my dad's famous saying is, "I can't wait to see what I have to say." There you go. Yeah. There's another great saying. Someone told me. Uh, I might have said it on this before, but. You don't need to rehearse the truth. Yeah. So, like, I was just on the phone with my girl before we did it. She's like, what are you guys talking about on the podcast? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, I've never yeah. known what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I about. have no idea, yeah. And I never know what I'm going to fucking say on stage. I never know. They try to plan my night, like, oh, we're going to go up here. And when I'm going around the crowd, I'm like, fuck that. I'm going here. There. And it's right on the spot, you know? Yeah. like, I'm sure security loves that. Think, yeah, they, they hate me. <laughs> think, about, think about every music video we've ever done. Now, music video, we've had our own take of things. We've always been running gun, but, like, right. I'd literally show up to the place and be like, yo, and I drive you crazy all the time. Like, no, in the beginning it did. Like, yo, grab this. We're going <laughs> to use this fucking mannequin over here and fucking, like, you know yeah. what I mean? And just, like, usually the best parts of the video were waiting right there for me. Like, the universe was yeah. putting it there. And I just, one of my best traits, I think, as a creative is just, like, on the fly when the, when the fucking right. camera's on. Like, mm -hmm. what are we going to do, you know? Yeah, flow state. I mean, the greatest example of that is uh, when we did the wind video. Remember that? Yeah. And there was just like this crazy chair sitting. Yeah. Like, That's out, just like what I did. out in the parking lot and it had like horns on it and stuff. Yeah, it was like the centerpiece of yeah, the video. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, I don't know. And then like, we asked. That's how my brain works. Yeah. Always. We yeah. asked some guy, we're like, hey, can we rent this chair? And they're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And then we used that chair and it's the focal point of the whole video. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you'd get there and be like, all right, how are we going to capture this? We're already running and gunning. Your brain's yeah. thinking on a logistics level of just getting it captured. Yeah. Getting a video done. And doing it, you know, the mm -hmm. best of our ability. And I'd get there and be like, "What, what the hell can I concoct here to like make yeah. this take this another level?" You mm -hmm. know? Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Since the dawn of time, men have always loved to chug beer. In the old times of Bavaria, the men of Germany would spend their Oktoberfest drinking out of a festive beer stein. In the 1980s, fraternity brothers all over America spent their Greek week pounding beer out of a funnel. And for the last four decades, the world went silent. Then came the Chug Bud, the new revolutionary way to chug a beer. With the combination of a beer bong and a shotgun, this drinking device is scientifically proven to help you chug your beer quickly and easily. Oh, and did I mention it fits in your pocket? Go to ChugBuds.com and use promo code YNK69 to get 10% off your entire order. That's ChugBuds, C-H-U-G-B-U-D-S dot com and promo code YNK69 to get 10% off your entire order. ChugBud, your beer just got a new best friend. In the Bible, many people experienced name changes. And those name changes were very pivotal moments in their lives. You have transformed through your time here. 
and you need to have a new name that represents that transformation. I'm excited for all the journeys you'll go on from here, and I trust that you will impact many people's lives in the process. I'm honored to have known you. For now, your name is Steve. OnlySteves.com For whatever reason, part of my programming growing up as a guy, it's just like, that's what makes you a man. Like, mm -hmm. if the guy in the neighborhood who fucked all, the, the, got with all the cutest girls and hit the home runs, that was the, that was the guy I wanted to be. Chicks did the, the long guy, ball. That was the guy everyone yeah. wanted to be, you know, at least where we grew up in the era I grew up. So, you know, to have it in your face and say, oh, you can fuck her, 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 and you could do this and be the, the party all-star every night at the bar, everyone's celebrating. Like, I relished in that for a bit, but fairly, I wouldn't say super early in the process, earlier mm -hmm. than you, earlier than the rest of the group. Like, yeah, I started to feel a shift where that was no longer, who was that fulfilling? That was fulfilling my ego that, as a child. Like, what did I want to be when I grew up? I wanted to be the guy hitting home runs and fucking the pretty girls, mm -hmm. you know? And and I realized that I'm fulfilling a childhood version of myself that, you know, if I'm taking inventory of myself, I don't necessarily feel, I don't feel that way anymore, you know? Yeah. And that was before I had a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Now, when you meet somebody who changes everything for you, like you did so quickly, it's, I mean, it happened to me too. Like, mm -hmm. where I don't even... I just want to I just want to stay away from it's also a little different like I get fucking harassed at bars now at this point a little bit more yeah. than in the past mm -hmm. but you know I would have never thought I'd be this way you know I, I I didn't I didn't see a change this happening this quick for me but it's a beautiful thing you yeah. know and yeah. and it's also like isn't it so nice to like I mean I know you have other things going on in your life and shit happens in life but like yeah it is nice to be a new version of yourself in a situation like seeing what's it called it's vuja day mm -hmm. the opposite of deja vu where it's yeah. like you're in the same spot but you're seeing it totally different you know what i mean yeah and that's what this is for me and i think you're experiencing it again life happens and things things take you out of it but like to be somewhere where you've been here before but see it totally different mm -hmm. experience it totally different yeah that's a dope thing yeah no no i wanted to touch on that and we don't have to get too much into it but like the first half of this leg, I experienced it like exactly like you. And like, I felt great. I was going to the gym every day. Like right. I was feeling really good. And then, you know, some things, some things happen in my life where, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, life yeah, takes you. Yeah. yeah like, like you said, life happens and like, you know, got a little depressed over some things where the road can be really lonely. Can. Especially when you're living it that way. Cause mm -hmm. like, I mean, you have a lot of alone time. Yep. And when you're forced to sit in a room by yourself and you're dealing with a lot of stuff, Tour can be like a really lonely place. I mean, that's why meditation you know? and shit is so scary for people. Because mm -hmm. you're really just coming face to face with everything you're dealing with. Yeah. There's no distractions. I'm not at the bar getting wasted, and I'm not. That's what you know. Most of most of us, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. Mm -hmm. Like, what has society kind of taught you or programmed you to do? Like, oh, you got a lot in your mind. Go to uh, fucking drink. You know, like. Yeah, well, where, especially guys too. You know, yeah, guys, yeah. Guys are meant. There's like, all different types of versions of in society. Like guys are supposed to be hard. They're not supposed to be talking about their feelings. You know, yeah. like they're supposed to just fucking like hold it in or get over it or yep. don't be a pussy. You know, like that type of stuff. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think true, truly, like being your highest self is is facing 
whatever comes to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the the quicker you face it, the quicker it's over. That's yeah, that's exactly what I've been trying to do. And yeah. and reflecting on it, you can like wrap your head around it yeah. versus a bunch of distracted, fragmented thoughts. And like, yeah, you got a distraction here, cool phone here. Oh, I'm gonna watch that show. Ooh, I'm gonna call that girl. She's gonna give me a fucking massage <laughs> and a blowjob, and I'll be fine tomorrow. I'll figure something else out. Yeah. And that was that's just you're never truly even addressing the issue at hand. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And I, I didn't I didn't want to do it that way. And like I totally agree with you. The more you face it, the quicker you do kind of reconcile with it. Yeah, you can rec- and it yeah. doesn't mean it goes away. It doesn't mean it's fixed, but it, you could fix your outlook on it. A million percent. And you can fucking yeah. be like, All right, well shit, I gotta change my approach. Like maybe it wakes you up out of out of a shittier perspective that you were in. Like mm-hmm. you start cherishing the time you have left with somebody or you start you know anything that can happen there's there's so many shifts that can happen was there ever a time where you had to deal with that like any form of depression where you had to like face it yeah i mean i would say like and the earliest one i can think of is when baseball my arm shit the bed yeah i can only imagine yeah i mean i was that's life altering and i didn't i wasn't who i am now you know so yeah i didn't necessarily i didn't really address it but i can say i did stay very optimistic through it which is why i think the i all right let's put it this way well you made a pivot if, you made a pretty proactive pivot right if, if <laughs> do you think i would have became a rapper of mike stud who raps about like college and fun and if i was in a bad mood from hurting my elbow no and feeling like yeah. wow i worked my whole life for this i was about to be a first probably a first or second rounder yep my whole dream my whole life rug pulled out from under me right before i got to the finish line yep and getting drafted isn't the finish line but in my head it was at that right, time for sure just to be oh yeah fuck you guys i came from rhode island yeah i became i did everything i wanted to do you know what i mean and you know getting that getting that pulled that rug pulled that was the first time i ever like i didn't want to get out of bed for a while and then my friends were how, how long was that period it's a little hard to say it was 10 years ago but like yeah but like was it days was it weeks was it months it was, it was weeks. weeks and then yeah. but I, I would also i was really good i would i had to get up because i had practice i had mm-hmm. i had physical therapy i had class um so i had to get up and i was good at being like all right you know what i mean let's put a smile on for everybody you know mm-hmm. that was that was the first time and then you know my first we, I, we've talked about it where we were in la and I was going through a breakup or not even a breakup at that time. It was just like relationship issues. Yeah. And then I started to look at myself and just be like, I'm not really developing the way I want to develop. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I had a lot going on that was positive in my life and I wasn't appreciative of any of it. Yeah. And I didn't like the way I was developing. I was lazy and expecting everyone to do everything for me and not showing gratitude for what I, all the blessings that I did have. I mean, yeah that was what sent me on a spiritual journey, you know, like that I'm on now, you know? Right. And then having a long distance relationship with so many moving factors, I can't even fucking speak on crazy. <laughs> and being in this world where she's in another world and it's just so much shit's happened. There's been times where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? You yeah. know what I mean? And like times where I want to just go fucking bang my head against the wall and drink 8,000 beers. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you wake up the next day and you don't do that, <laughs> yep. that's a real, that's when you start to really feel good about yourself. When you actually, yep. like when you get through the shitty night and you wake up and you're like, 
yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't need that. You know what I mean? It was yep. just, you're not your thoughts. Like, mm -hmm. just because you f have some thoughts that say, hey, go fucking drink or go get with that girl or whatever. Like, that doesn't make you who you are. That doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to be doing either, you know? Yeah. And these are all, these are all realizations that happen when we talk about just facing stuff head on, you know? Mm -hmm. If you give yourself a chance to face things head on and sit with them and live, walk towards discomfort and pain yeah. and shit i think a lot of the best opportunities for changing yourself for the better are there you know behind yeah. those doors yeah and it, when you do do that time really is your biggest healer it is when you put in the work eventually it's going to get better yeah you won't well you will not feel that way forever there's so there's such so 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 much time i yearned around that time in la that i mentioned where i wasn't appreciative i was yearning for shit coming from a place of fear am i not gonna get it am i not gonna make it like am i done was it just a college era thing like yep fuck that shit you know what i mean mm -hmm. like coming from a place of again like abundance and feeling like you can do anything is, is just such an important factor to this like i used to i used to yearn for this shit now i have it and it feels regular <clears throat> because i fucking spent the time you know what i mean yep. like there was so much time spent I mean, 10 years, you know? Mm -hmm. So now when I have this and I have this life that I dreamed, like, this feels right. This feels right. It doesn't feel like people ask me, like, yo, how does it feel? Like, shit's going up. Crazy. To me, it doesn't even feel like that. It's just like, yeah, what the hell? We did this for 10 years. Right. Fucking, of course it is. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. And I know it's not a given. Like, people could try hard for something and they don't get to these levels, you know? So mm -hmm. with that being said, it's just like, if you expect great things for yourself and you never never give up on them it's a good chance you're going to get you're going to get to where you want to get and it might look different than you envisioned yeah but you know that's what this is all about 100% 100% yeah if there's anything i've learned in the last 2 weeks it's that i mean i i don't think i've ever been depressed before you know yeah and you I, are you're very like even keel happy guy and i've been i've been sad before and i think there's a difference between being sad and being depressed mm -hmm. you know like i'm sad when i watch marley and me yeah the fucking dog dies at the end i i cry because i'm sad right uh but depression is kind of a thing where like it's it's not momentary it's baseline it's, it's it, it literally like it just becomes a part of you yeah. you know it, it mm -hmm. becomes a part of you and your identity and it's if you don't face it head forward then yeah, if you're that, not if you're not careful, it you don't stays there for, it. it legitimately stays there forever if you don't deal with there, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good that you. Fader's <laughs> giving good. us a timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you you go. I mean, bro. One thing, like I said, it is amazing to always be. You were like, I was sometimes I'd be like, Kilmer is. But he, I, I is never Kilmer human. I never had anything to be upset about. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I, I was never. Just gonna say I never that. suffered any tragic losses. I mean, just granted, say that. my grandmother passed, but like, and that was sad. But like, I never suffered a lot of tragic losses. My life has been very good to me. Great parents, great family, yep. great friends, and anything. And if I got inconvenienced or something bad happened to me in my life, I just remind myself of that. Yeah. Good. Good just to go. Say, like, I'd be do, sad for five minutes, and I think be you good. weren't human sometimes because you always just like. Show Kilmer a fucking funny thing on the internet. And he'll hysterically laugh for 10 minutes in his fucking room alone. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, I, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I wish I could laugh like that. Like Kilmer laughs. Yeah. Like, you know, like everyone's different. Now, that's a great thing. But what you just said is completely accurate. Yeah. And then another thing now you'll have you'll have a greater compassion for any everyone. Because once you go through the trenches, you're like, you know how it feels. Yeah. You're like, you don't judge anyone else if they're fucking really wearing it. 
Because you I don't know what the hell they're going through. I never had I, I never had that perspective. Yeah, now you gain that perspective and you become you become a better version of yourself. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, like I it's not like I'm saying I, I faced it and I dealt with it, but I didn't, I, I struggled along the way too. Like I'm not gonna say yeah. I didn't. I'm not gonna say I didn't drink some nights so I could just forget about stuff, you know? Because right. like some nights I'd drink and I just yeah. I'd float through the night and I'd feel way better. And then like you said, you wake up tomorrow, you feel like a piece of shit and you haven't progressed at all as a human being. Right. Um, yeah, and that's that's part of it. Yeah. You know, like when hard shit happens, I don't think anyone's like, "This is my opportunity to no, rise." No, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, it's gonna be a fucking. You're gonna be in the trenches about it. You're gonna be. No, but like you, you said it. You said it perfectly. One day, you said like you have to deal with things. There's a good boy out here. I don't know if you I, see him. <laughs> all but right, he, and that's all we have for today. <laughs> I gotta go pet him. No, um, hey, you're talking about your life, your growth. <laughs> let's go. Fuck you. Let's go pet the dog. No, um, you said it perfectly the other day before we end. Like you said, sometimes people just have to deal with things the way they need to deal with them. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And like I've been trying to do that, but it's everyone deals yeah. with shit the way they got to. You know? And, yeah. And uh, again, I don't know. This whole tat we talked about the tattoos. That's what. That's exactly what I'm saying on my arm. Like, yep. This is what I'm saying when we have these conversations. What I'm saying in the music. Like, that's what the lows is really about. Like. Hey, bro, relish in this. Walk towards it. This is going to be a part of This is going to become a part of you that makes you better. Mm -hmm. And and also, it does make it end quicker. So, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking. I, I'm, I was talking to my girl about this who's had a very different life and she's going through some shit. She's had some accidents and some bad things happen and shit since I've known her. And I'm pretty sure every part of the human experience. Going back to like, do shit that makes you feel alive. Now, you don't want to choose to fucking have a lose a parent or lose a fucking loved one or get, have an accident, fucking, you know, bad financial shit. Like, this shit fucking really lowers your vibe. And it, it's supposed to. The point is, it's supposed to. It's not supposed to be fucking easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why do we think it's supposed to be easy? And then once you realize that part of being alive, part of being human is that it's not going to be easy yep. all the time. And there are going to be bad shit that happen, you know? And it's like, if it's, it was sunny every day, you'd get sick of it. You want some, the rain makes you appreciate it, you know? So it's, it's that yin and yang. It's, it's what it's about, you know? So mm -hmm. knowing that some hard shit's supposed to happen and when it happens, be like, all right, this yeah. time, yep. you know, fuck. Not to say it's going to be easy, but. And we, we can end with this full circle moment. You were talking about like what you thought was, it was to be a man back in the day. It was to, you know have sex with lots of women, whatever, hit home runs. Uh, to quote the great Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights, saw the episode today, I even posted it. He talks about what it is to be a man. Big halftime speech when his team's down at the big game. And he said, every man at one point will fight a battle and lose. But what makes him a man is amidst that battle, he does not lose himself. Good stuff. Hollywood, Hollywood still got some good stuff to offer. It's the greatest scene I've ever seen in my entire life. And I really needed to see that today. And I saw it and I was like, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, for somebody who makes content, that's an example. Like, it's why we do this. Yeah. There's plenty of times I've seen something. It's why I got into the spiritual shit and the teachings and the content shit. Like, yeah. shit moves me. And mm -hmm. moved my ass sometimes when I needed it. You know, so... It's a, it's a beautiful thing to make 
to make content or even to be on the other side receiving content that can move you and fucking light a fire under your ass you know yeah so hopefully we can do that for people i know we have and continue yep. to do it for however long we want to but yep yeah it's crazy crazy stuff all right well you you have sound check i got a sound check john fader's piss <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good to go we're we gotta clear i'm looking at a bucket of ranch waters this is the stage you're performing on tonight by the way i don't know if anyone yeah. noticed that <laughs> but this is it cool room <laughs> yeah it's gonna be cool the truman all right fucking well, mayhem in here tonight let's finish this uh tour off on a good note yeah yeah cheers buddy cheers all right all right